it doesn't matter if your depressive episodes aren't as intense as other people who are, you know, diagnosed with them. Like what you're experiencing is real to you. And that's important because you matter and your mental health matters. Welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. We are here today to give you all things mental health. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to like have some real talk about our mental health lately. Yeah, and yeah this is going to be a real, a real episode. Okay, like a real, real. Like a real, real. <laughs> Um, but before we get into talk about our mental health, um, you know, we do have an amazing sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that allows you to do therapy with uh, video chat, phone chat. Um, you can even do live chat sessions. And it does make therapy more affordable than in person. And it's for everyone. And you can customize it with a questionnaire at the beginning that helps you find the therapist that you want. So if you want 10% off of your first month of BetterHelp, you're going to go to betterhelp.com slash hello goodbye. So betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com slash hello goodbye to get 10% off your first month of therapy. Yeah. Which we both support completely. Everyone be in therapy. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we have VFresh. VFresh is an amazing sponsor that helps women get back their vaginal health. And it's a very, in like in a very empowering way. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I am going to talk on this for a second. I, I had some backlash on, on Instagram this past week. I had done a an ad for VFresh. And she was saying, um, how, how can you put women at risk advertising boric acid suppositories when it's not ever been clinically, like no doctors recommend it or whatever. And here's what I'm gonna say that first of all, I first heard about boric acid suppositories from my OBGYN, um, uh, to mm. which my nurse practitioner was like, yes, you should try these. Um, so they are known, um, in, in the medical, medical community. Of course, I'm sure that it's not like widely, like everyone's like, yes, boric acid suppositories, but it's also not widely like everyone's like, yes, get a diflucon every time you have a yeast infection. Because the mm. problem with the medical field is they throw medicine at you over mm. and over and over and over. And then what happens is for those of us who experience chronic infections or pain or whatever, then the pH is constantly unbalanced because you're going back and forth from diflucon to antibiotics and so on and so on. And sometimes the medical field doesn't know how, they just don't help. And when you've been in this thing, you know, in this journey for a long time, and I've found other women who have experienced the same things, and you go to different support groups, and you look up different things, there are other natural and holistic ways to to work with vaginal infections. And I would never, ever fucking promote anything that we didn't believe in. Um, and with VFresh, I use it like mm -hmm. weekly. And, mm -hmm. and also with any product that we do promote on the show, do your own research. Like we, yeah, we are clearly, no, we're not doctors, yeah. right? We're not mental health doctors. We're not physical health doctors, you yeah. know, like do your own research. But what we are here to show you, to tell you is like, Hey, these products are amazing. And we feel comfortable enough to share them on the show. And we just use, you know, do your research, use at your own caution. Yeah. Yeah. Make your own decision. Yeah. So anyway, if you want 10% off <laughs> your product with VFresh, which by the way, have other amazing products other than boric acid suppositories. They mm -hmm. have supplements for your urinary tract health and um, a, <laughs> a vaginal wash that I use on my face. I mean, all of this stuff, guys, is just great products. So you're going to go to vfresh.com and use code hello. 2022 so vee fresh.com hello 2022 at checkout um if you are nervous about boric acid suppositories um all i can say is that i and most of the women in my life that have dealt with this have used these and it it works in an incredible way so do your own research feel comfortable about it but i promise you 
that it is something that has helped so many women out. Hmm. So anyway, there's Sounds my good. rant on that. Hey, your skin looks fantastic, Thank by you. the way. I know. I, really use that, I use that wash night and day. <laughs> I use vagina wash on my face. It, it, whatever it is, it's working. Botox, vagina wash. <laughs> <laughs> and Retin-A. Retin-A is a big one. That's funny. Um, and then Patreon. We've got mm-hmm. some cool stuff up on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast. You can pledge on there. Um, okay, let's talk about this for a second. So we do have some some things coming up that are going to be an addition to our regular show. Yeah. It's, so I don't want to speak on it yet. Okay. But it is coming soon. It's in the making and it's something I'm really excited about and really proud of. And I hope that you will love it. Because <laughs> if you don't, I guess, you know, we'll, it, we'll just do the best we can. Yeah. There'll be, so there'll be some new stuff dropping on the feed. Correct. Um, and it's, yeah, something new that we're trying out. So yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. And it's going to it's gonna transfer over into the Patreon as well. So cool. if you don't pledge, make sure to pledge because there's going to be some really cool content, video content that's going to go up on the Patreon. Um, yes. So, yeah. Patreon.com slash Hello and Goodbye Podcast allows you to support the show directly. A couple bucks a month um, helps us keep the show going. You can become a Patreone and get access to merch discounts and lots of other cool stuff yeah yeah. and then subscribe rate review on apple Podcasts. you can you can follow and or um follow and rate on spotify now Mm -hmm. what do you like great no i'm i'm smiling about like we're now like when we're about to transition into what we're talking about oh about how we both are depressed (laughs) i was like thinking you know how uh when the president gives like the state of the union address (laughs) And he's like, the state, you know, it always starts out with like, the state of the union is strong. And like, we're both like, the state of the union is not good. <laughs> the, the state of our mental health is not great. Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, I, I realized talking to my therapist this Wednesday um, that I think I'm, I'm struggling with like a good bit of depression lately. And it's weird for me to say that I have never really, I don't think I've, I I, I don't say that term lightly. And I don't think I've like really ever sort of said that before. Um, And, uh, but yeah, I, you know, for people who don't know, like I lost my father, uh, earlier this year and I don't know I just so the things I've noticed that made me feel like you know like I am struggling with depression are um everything feels like so much work like it's a real struggle to like get myself out of bed and to work and to just like make it through the day and then it feels like the weekend comes and I like I'm like, oh, I have to do laundry and I have to like get groceries and like, and and so I don't know how much of it is like also just burnout from like working real hard. And I was like teaching a class at nighttime. And so like, um, but I have like no energy for anything. And the other symptom that I've really noticed is like not having um, like anhedonia is the word of like not not feeling pleasure Mm. so all the things that i normally do that like i enjoy i like find myself doing them and like just not really feeling anything Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so like i'm still i know if i like stop working out then my mental health is really going to go to shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm still doing that. And like, that's just, that's just like another thing. You know, it's like, like normally when I'm good, like that's something that I really enjoy that invigorates me. And I'm just like, okay, I got through that. Like what's next, you know? Um, and so those are the two things that like really stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I think that this is depression and the, uh, I don't know. 
what do you think? I have, I have like a few more thoughts, but I don't want to just keep monologuing. I mean, do you, well, I mean, I feel like you've been, I think I said something to you, actually. Yeah, do you remember you did. I did? Yeah. I, I was like, friend, do you feel like you're in a bit of a depression? Yeah. Um, because I saw the signs and I think, you know, I think some of it, you know, I think you were like, you know, I'm just, I'm just tired and, you know, I'm just overwhelmed with everything. But yeah, when you stop, when you isolate, you you have been isolating for a long time now. And isolation is a big part of depression. That's true. You yeah. Know? And, um, and also, I can just tell... I mean, you've always been aloof. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell that it's different this time around. Did I feel more like disconnected? Yeah, but disconnected in like a in like a you do not have space for anything or anyone. Yeah. You know. And and I mean I felt it on the show and you know, mm. I mean not in like a fuck you for being depressed way. Yeah. But like, you know, I've had I've had to carry the energy yeah. of the show. And, you know, for a while now, I think, I don't know, I think it changed. I think we were on a pretty big high after This Is My Story. And it, and then that was a week, that was a week after your father had passed, I think, or a couple weeks. Yeah. And then we kind of built our way up to talking about it. And, yeah. and then you had, you know, met up with that girl across the country. And then mm -hmm. you had something else going on. And it was just kind of like down from there. So, um. I mean, there. It's definitely not something to. I mean, I think I think the recognition of it is important. The recognition. Yeah, I mean, I will say like that was a big, just sort of realizing that and naming it. Like already felt like like there was some relief in mm -hmm. that of like oh this is what's happening. And kind of like, okay, now I, like, even having that awareness, like, really in myself, um, now I'm like, okay, like, so this is what's happening. And I'm going to, you know, try to do the things I can do to take care of myself and also try to, like, give myself grace and, and ask for grace from the people in my life, you know, mm -hmm. which um, I think everyone's been really great. Um but yeah, I mean, and, and it's interesting because talking to my therapist, I, there were a couple of things he said that I think are really true. So I, I think in a lot of ways, I, I think I've always maybe had some like depressive symptoms or like side to me, like tendencies, but I've always sort of like numbed those and masked those in like overworking mm -hmm. and in drinking mm -hmm. and in like dating, you know, so, and like just kind of constantly like keeping myself busy and like sort of like, you know, like taking in all the stimuli and stuff like that. Um, and so when I was talking to my therapist, he was like, cause it feels a little bit like this part of me has always been there. And almost like looking at it as a positive thing that it's like emerging. Hmm. And my therapist used the term congruence, you know, that like, oh, you know, cause he, he said, I think a part of you has always been like this on the inside, but your outside life has never looked like this. Hmm. And now they're sort of like looking more similar, which is kind of like a sign of progress. So mm. maybe like that is hopeful. Hmm. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, well, you said something um, a little, you know, when you had been talking with that girl about how you went into like, you go into like a manic, how you guys, mm -hmm. do you feel like there's a mood disorder there? Like, do you... Because if you if you had truly been in like a manic, like let's say bipolar disorder, mm -hmm. uh, speaking as someone who has bipolar disorder, 
then you could be in a depressive episode following a manic stage. Hmm. Do you think that there's something there? I, I'm just curious why, you know, like, was it your therapist that said manic? No, I mean, I think, so, I mean, like, so you can use, like, the term mania, right, in a mm -hmm. lot of different ways, right? And, like, there is, there's a sort of DSM diagnosis, right? Um, and then there's just, like, the word to describe what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I don't, I wouldn't sort of, I, I'm not even diagnosing myself with any kind of, like, ma you know, major depressive disorder or anything like that. Um and which is why it's also weird for me to even talk about this because I know what I am dealing with is incredibly mild compared to what so many people deal with, right? And um, and I don't want I don't want it to come off like I'm trying to make this more than it is, you know what I'm saying? Or be sort of like self pitying or like I don't know, um, but. Uh, yeah, like when I, when I had that thing with that woman, I mean, I think it was because I was in a place where I was like not feeling good. I was not healthy. And I think I kind of grabbed onto this possibility of like, wow, this person who was really interesting and exciting and this infatuation and stuff like that. And, um, like as an escape, you know, and, and so when I say that what I learned from that is like how much it feels manic, um, is kind of like how much I'm sort of like disconnected from myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not like, like diagnosing myself with like a mood disorder or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I mean, I I wasn't saying are you going to diagnose yourself right now, yeah, yeah. but but I mean, it would be interesting to like, you know, talk with a psychiatrist and just you know, not saying that you have a mood disorder, not trying to diagnose anyone right now or anything. <laughs> Please don't hold us accountable for that. But just saying, like, I know for me, um, like what you have gone through in the last few months look a lot very similar to my life. Hmm. Um, so, and it could just be, you know, and I could have, by the way, like I could have been diagnosed wrong, you know, like it, none of this, oh, everybody's so different and mental health is so unique and yeah. complex. And um, I guess all this to say is not to say that you have a mood disorder or that I think you have a mood disorder or that you need to go check out if you do. Um, but more so of just like validating you in your recognition of your, of your kind of, behavior mm -hmm. and um also like it doesn't matter if your depressive episodes aren't as intense as other people who are you know diagnosed with them like it, what you're experiencing is real to you and that's important because you matter and your mental health matters yeah and it doesn't matter how little or how depressed you are because it's not really you can't as much as you want to put that on a spectrum like you can't because everybody's different we don't know how the other person's feeling yeah you know yeah. do you think that you would consider going on medication for a little bit no i mean i think because it feels it's hard but it feels manageable and i think there's enough of it that like when i was talking to my therapist that it so if my life was a cycle of this over and over and over again, then I think I would, mm -hmm. right? Um, this feels like a season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it also feels enough like there's something here. Like it, it sort of feels like in the work I'm doing in my own therapy, like that work is always like kind of like peeling the layers of the onion, right? Of like to better understand myself to, you know, and so it actually does feel like this is like a really important one of those layers that 
I'm experiencing now and like trying to sort of like understand and like learn from it and whatever. And so, uh, yeah. Well, and just, just to, you know, say this, if someone's listening and, you know, they're not sure if they should go on medication, they're having seasons, you still can go on antidepressants for seasons, you know, for a short amount of time. I know uh, a relative of mine, she went on it for a few months just to get out of a season that she was in. And then she did fine. You know, if you are listening and, and you're not sure you've been like thinking about it or nervous or considering it or anything, um, like being someone that's been on medication for a long time, like I wouldn't do it without it. I wouldn't be able to go without it. And I think it can be a really powerful tool. Like, let's say you're having some symptoms like Jared's having of like you, everything is hard, like getting out of bed Mm -hmm. is hard, doing chores is hard, going to work is hard and you feel depressed and you go talk to a doctor. Like if you feel like medication is the right tool for you, like that's okay. Absolutely. Like there's no, there's no shame in medication there, like, I understand there can be some fear there, but it's so widely used and so widely researched and, and it can be so beneficial. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it, what are you doing non-medically that for yourself to help you get through this time? I, to be honest with you, I think the biggest one is just giving myself permission to do less without like then feeling like shit about that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like because it i think that's why the realization was such a relief mm-hmm. um because when you're like everything is hard so you're not doing as much and then the whole time there's that part of you that's telling yourself that you're like kind of a lazy piece of shit like for you know like and just like annoyed with yourself like oh i didn't get you know you know, I didn't get five of the things on my list done again, you know, like that was just making it so much worse, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so just being able to be like, okay, like I'm gonna take things slow. And if I, you know, it's like little dumb stuff, like, like I didn't have the energy to cook this week. And so I was like, well, okay. I got like food from Chipotle after work, you know, one time and like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, fine, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, just do it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, when normally I would be like, like frustrated mm-hmm. at myself, you know, and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. um, I think that's one of them. I think just trying to, my routine helps me. Um, obviously, like, you know, continuing to like work with my therapist and, um, I think like continuing to reach out to friends and people like for that connection, which is like so important, right? Um, In the ways that I can, you know, Uh, but sometimes that feels like too much. Um, It's weird because I said to my therapist too, I'm like, I'm not doing a lot of like crying and like really feeling it. So like, or one morning this week I like was, I like really cried like pretty hard. Um, And it always, it makes me feel better to cry. I know a lot of people aren't like that. Um, But when I was talking to my therapist, I was like, yeah, like really like feeling it also feels like too much work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, I'm like, I don't, I don't have the energy for that yet, you know? And so, um, and also like, I remember what your sister says about grief. Like when mm-hmm. we talked to her on this podcast, like it can take a long time and just, it can, you know, there's like, there's different stages that look and feel very different. And so I'm also like kind of using that as a way to, um, you know, try to like hold some space for myself to just be where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of that is like, 
it sounds very familiar. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like this is, um, I think it, you're doing the right things. I mean, to be honest, since I've known you, the amount of work that you put into food prep makes me exhausted just thinking about <laughs> you doing it. Like, literally, like your weekend, like your Sunday of like grocery shopping and food prep and working out and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm just like, I dread it for you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and and being someone who's on more the the compulsive side, and we'll get into that when we start talking about me in a second. Like it's easy for me to be like, I'm exhausted. I'm fucking going and grabbing food, except for that's my go to for most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so when I when I actually make food, then I'm like, good job, Liana. It's yeah. funny because you're like, you went out and you're like, good job, Jared. And I'm like, I made a sandwich. <laughs> that's so funny um but yeah, yeah crying is a lot of work feeling the pain feeling the emotion is a lot of work and i think i think that sometimes that's why we get to this point is we push it off yeah. you push it off and you push it off and you push it off and it catches up with us i mean it just does grief yeah. and pain and you know it's it's just a lot yeah and it's weird because i think when I had this conversation with my therapist and realized this and it felt like a relief and, and I actually, and it, it does, I, I also feel like this is something important, you know, cause like, okay, the work of healing from trauma is the work of reintegrating, mm -hmm. right? Like parts of you get cut off mm -hmm. and it feels like something like that is happening. And I feel grateful for that. Now that can be some like real toxic positivity shit. Like if someone if, if someone in your life says they're depressed, you shouldn't tell them like, "Wow, well maybe there's an important lesson here and maybe you should really <laughs> feel grateful for that." But like I kind of I I am like feeling a little bit of that myself. And so like that's the thing and like mindfulness and the type of meditation I do is like you try to hold this stance of like curiosity. You know, of not judging or pushing away or avoiding or whatever, when unpleasant things come up, to be like, oh, hey, look at this. And so trying to like be in that place mm -hmm. has been helping. But anyways, what's happening with you? Well, last night I went to your comedy sketch. That's true. That was the other thing. So that was actually, that was a big thing that made me realize like the like lack of pleasure. Mm -hmm. So I agreed to... I, I had been doing this like little improv group thing here in the town where we live and they, I agreed to like sort of perform in this like little sketch show that uh, we did two shows last night and um, uh, it was fun. I mean, I like, I love improv. I love comedy. I love doing stuff like that, but it was like, I enjoyed it and I like, it was nice to like, be with other people doing something, you know, trying to make people laugh, doing something like silly and joyful like that. Um, but I, I was aware that I wasn't like feeling as much sort mm. of pleasure, mm. you know, it's just, it felt a little, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm really glad I did it. But yeah, you got to see our, the very like community theater little sketch show. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. It was really cute. We'll put some pictures on the Patreon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, some of my roles were angry or cheery elf. I was the cheery elf was cute. I was cheery elf. Yeah, um, you I, were the uh, America guy. Oh yeah, I was in a, a, a skit, skit, sketch with like there was three kind of rednecky guys. America, America. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Did you guys say that? In your oh no, we could have thrown that in. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks for coming to the show last night. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I wasn't feeling great. I, um, well, okay, so we'll get into that. So, okay, so what's happening with me? So, okay, I'll give a quick health update. So, um, last week we had talked about I had gone in and got an MRI on my hip. Mm -hmm. And that's when I gave my number to the tech guy. Yeah. And then we had gone on a date. So, I have an update for you guys with that. But, um, the, unfortunately I did, so I did see the ortho this week and, um, I do have a, a labral tear. Oh. Um, so, you know, in layman's terms, 
essentially it's just creating instability in the joint. So the, the joint isn't moving around as well as it should, which is causing hip impingement, which means the bone is sometimes rubbing against the bone, which has caused a cyst on my femoral head. And it's like, it's just this whole thing now. And it basically like, I don't have to get surgery. Um, he said I could live with it for the rest of my life if I wanted to, but I am so young and the surgery has such high success rate that getting it now would not be a bad thing. Like I'm mm. a, gr a good candidate for the yeah. surgery. So I, I will most likely go through with it. I just, you know, my hesitations are, this is be my third major surgery on for, yeah. for orthopedic injury. Um, cause I had my shoulder and then my neck and now my hip. Um, but you know, I can't, I haven't been able to do yoga. Like, I fucking cannot do yoga yeah, because my hip hurts. And hiking, my hip hurts. And, you know, I was going hard at the gym, and then I hurt my back because it it's all connected. And so now I haven't been able to lift weights at the gym. And so now I can't fucking do anything. Yeah, And I'm back at square one, which whenever I feel like my body is not functioning or that I'm in pain, I, I one of my things is, you know, feeling more depressed because the less you're moving, like you said, like if you stop moving, like if you stop working out, that really affects your mental health. And so I just haven't been working out as much. And, and when I go to work out, I'm in pain. So yeah. I don't want to do it. And yeah. so I'm dealing with that. I'm trying to figure out I, if I have the surgery, it'll be at the end of July, which then brings up all of this other stuff of like, I make way less money in the summer. Um, I don't, can't afford to take off time. I am finally happy with like how I look and where my body is. And I will most likely lose some of that. And it's like, it's just back. It's just backpedaling hmm. again, like backpedaling. Yeah. So, um, I've been dealing with that. And then so the, so I had gone on that day with that guy and I told you guys, you know, I do want to see him again, that they're, he's like a really quality human being. Um, you guys, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I just, I don't know how to explain it other than, okay, well, before I had this conversation with him, I just, I'm in such a healthy place, like in deciding, in like feeling like I'm really happy being single and like I I would only let someone in that I really really like that is really important and valuable and fits in my life mm -hmm. and I felt like he was looking to me for that like he was looking he was really impressed with how much I had going on and what I did and everybody mm -hmm. always sees me as some shiny box. You know, I have this podcast and I teach piano and I teach yoga and I'm, I play pool and I'm like this shiny object that they're like, I want some of that. And then what happens is then they idolize me. And then what happens like with, with what happened to the other guys is then they see the real me, which is like flawed. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I could just tell that this was going to be similar to that. Not okay. that not that he would have done that on purpose, but I think he's going through a tough time. And I could tell that there was a little bit of some anxious attachment in terms of like checking in on me all the time and kind of texting me without really having anything to text about. And mm. um, I he hadn't asked me out again and I was like kind of confused by it and was kind of annoyed. And like, I, I decided like, I didn't, why am I texting him? Like he's my boyfriend. Like we've been on one date. Like I don't want to do that. So I would wait to text him. Like I'd spread it out and he'd text me like right back, right back. And I'm like mm. trying to like, you know, so I'm like, all right, I think I just need to be up front, you know, cause he's not really getting the signals here. And, um, so I had basically come to the conclusion on my own that he's not, he, he's still tied up in something. Mm -hmm. And even though he says he's done, I don't, didn't seem, doesn't feel to me like he's done. Or at least that he's ready for something else. Yeah. And that he just has a lot of more healing that he needs to do. But I didn't want to go into that conversation being like, this is what I see in you. And I'm going to project this on you. Yeah. 
So I said, you know, I said, I'm just going to tell you where I'm at, which is that I am really happy with my life and I'm still hung up on and this past guy that I had been seeing casually before you and I mm-hmm. went on a date. And um, I, I know for me, like when I was going through your situation, it took me a long time. And I said, and I just, I think right now, like I would just appreciate um, friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, obviously I'm bummed, but I totally understand. He's like, you just have so much going for you. It's just like really attractive. And he said, you know, I just see your life and everything you have. And he's like, and I just want pieces of it. And he was like, I'm just so ready to be happy again. Oh, that's nice. No. (laughs) No, it's not, Jared. Because he should be happy on his own. Yes. Right? Like, I, I, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying saying that was a nice compliment to give you, not... You should be, you should be, start seeing this person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, you're because, right. Yeah. It was a very nice compliment for him. And yes. Especially because, you know, past me, I, I would have eaten all of this up and been like, let's be together. Yes. You know? Yes. I can make you happy. I'll make you happy. I'll fix that. <laughs> I'll fix you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you're right. But, but, but new Liana is like, when he said that, I was like, there's my answer. Well, what what I love about this story you're telling is that, okay, so I think when two people go on a first date, you know, somebody says, like, you're not meeting the person, you're meeting their their representative, yeah. you know, right, which is a good thing. Like, you want to put yeah. your best foot forward. You, you, you shouldn't go on a first date and be like, here's all my traumas and, you know, bad things about me or right, whatever, right. right? But you're also trying to get a sense of, of like, okay, so... This person is meeting the sort of me putting my best foot forward. And you're trying to get a sense of like, can they see and understand like real me also? Mm-hmm. And I think you in you tapped into your sort of gut intuition that felt like, I don't think that this person is interested in or necessarily like can see and understand. Mm-hmm this like deeper level of like the real me Mm -hmm. and and then yeah having having that awareness and being solid enough to like listen to it and go oh well if i don't think this person can offer me that then i'm not interested Mm -hmm. i think that sounds pretty fucking cool yeah well uh, yeah no i appreciate it and and i knew like he took it very well he was he's a really great guy i think that he just you know, he's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, at least at this point, yeah. you know, and, um, but I, when we ended that conversation, I felt relief. That's great. And so I was like, that was the right call. Yeah. And then he texted me good night and I, <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> no, I, I did he, not get, the he, te- he texted me a couple of days later yeah. and, you know, um, just, I did a little bit of a hail Mary, and um i was just like okay i said well i'm definitely you know still hung up on this other person which is true so so that takes us back into the third equation here Uh um the republican guy that i was casually seeing yep that i still really 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 like really yeah and um do you think it's because he's like well go ahead i don't I think that I think that I like about him what that guy liked about me. Like I like that his life is full, that he has pool and he does softball and he has really great girlfriends that he helps them out and like is like an uncle and he like is a big part of his um, school veterans program and recovery program. He has all these things that he does that he like he has a really big heart mm-hmm. and he's not needy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really, really kind person. Yeah. And I think there is the aspect too of that. He isn't all over me all the time and in kind of like not 
you know, chasing me down. And so there is, a, I'm sure there's some of that push-pull there for me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know that I like him more than he likes me. I do know that. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation this week. I am, I'm just going to be really transparent, you guys. <laughs> if he wanted to be with me, I would, con- I would consider being boyfriend-girlfriend with him. Hmm. Wow. I don't think that he's going to be. Yeah. And this is really big for me because this goes against everything that I have said in the past few episodes and like to my friends and family, really. Not because of he's a bad person, but just because our beliefs are very different. Yeah. Not in the social justice side of things, but in the, I believe because he votes for a certain party that that then impinges on the social justice beliefs that he says he believes in. So that's the problem. Yeah. And, um, I, I just, I see it bigger picture though. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so fogged by depression and, and overwhelming, you know, feeling of, you know, having this podcast and, you know, being 35 years old and essentially still stuck at my parents' house with no out in sight because of the economy being ridiculous right now and rent prices and, you know, me not bringing in the income that I really need to, to to be able to get out, plus having, you know, a minor, eh, like a small amount of debt, like very small, actually, I'm very grateful, but like very little actual cash. Yeah. Like, you know, and... And just feeling that, like, shame in that of mm. every time I spend money, I shouldn't be. And, but what else am I going to do? Yeah. Like, I, I'm i just going to sit at home all the time and do nothing. Yeah. You know, like, then I'll be even more depressed. So, it's like, I I have been doing so much more pool lately, which is great because it, it does cost money, but it's very little money. It's way less than eating out. I get free shit all the time because everybody has crushes on me. It's great. Um, <laughs> really just embracing the free culture. Let's go. Um, but I, I don't, I just like his, I like his, like, doesn't care about what people think. Like, mm. he doesn't, give a fuck he like the way he dresses the way he like what he like that he's in his 30s in an undergraduate program like with other students like i just i guess the i don't know that i'm explaining this well enough except for that i found with my pool group and which tends to be more conservative mm-hmm. right um there is less of giving fucks. Hmm. And it's freeing. I'm not saying I'm conservative. I'm not saying I vote conservative or, or, you know, that liberals can't, you know, be free and give no fucks. But there is something to be said of like not feeling like you have to drive a certain car or you have to have a certain image or you have to do a certain thing or have a certain job or live in a certain place and have all of these things and me having being in that kind of like manifestation lane for a while of like, okay, well, I'm going to have my own apartment in LA and I'm going to, you know, this is like, this is the finances that I'm going to have in my bank account and I'm going to be able to do this and I'm going to go out to fancy dinners and, and all of this stuff and all of these things that like haven't happened and or like have happened, but I really shouldn't have done it because I haven't really had the money for it. Yeah. And like, there's just... There's no bullshit. Yeah. There's no bullshit with him. Hmm. Yeah. I can see how that's really attractive. It's really attractive. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, why did you say that? <laughs> I mean, what's, yeah. What's interesting is I was just talking to my friend about like social media is just we're constantly in this comparison thing of like oh this person has that or is doing that and why don't i and blah 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 right and it's just i think it's so unhealthy 
It's, I literally, like, I feel like such, like, you and I were having this conversation before, but I feel like, talk about feeling like you don't have the energy to do basic things. Yeah. That you should be doing, and then trying not to feel shame about that. That is literally my life. Like, I... I know that I should be posting more, that I should be doing more videos, that I should be creating more content, that I should be, you know, editing more, doing, I don't have the equipment that I, you know, quote unquote, need to have. I don't have the editing skill that I need to have. I don't have, like, all of our stuff <laughs> is very basic looking. And and I don't have the resources to make yeah. it look anything but that. Yeah. And so then when I go online and I see all these other podcasts with all of their amazing video editing and their, you know, their setup and it's like, it's, it's sad. Like it makes me feel less than, which then makes me not want to be on social media, which then makes me feel like I'm getting behind on marketing, which then I am, which then affects the whole thing. And then I feel shame on top of shame. Hmm. It's and so then it's like okay well I'm not doing that my body's broken or ish I don't need to be super dramatic but it's broken ish mm -hmm. um I you know the person I want to be with doesn't feel the same way I I have shame about that whole situation in the first place mm. um and you know just like trying to figure out what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've been in this like circle of like a year ago thinking from a year from now, I wouldn't be here and here I am. Yeah. Like what and what do I do with that? I don't know. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. And it doesn't help when there's this culture around like, oh, if you like, man, you know, if you think positive, you know, you can attract anything to you. So if you want more money, just like, but you know, like this manifesting toxic positivity bullshit culture says you can have anything. And so what's implicit implied in that is if you don't, or if you're not getting the things you want, it's your fault, right? And it's really hard to know like, you know, I, I feel like the most, who was it? I, I can't remember who was it. Somebody like, some like rich, famous actor was like, people like me saying, follow your dreams is like a lottery winner saying like, you know, like g take out, a you know, g go into debt and just buy a bunch of lottery tickets. Right. Um and it's hard to know, like when things don't feel right in your life, it's like, well, do I need to make major changes in where I live and what I'm doing and whatever? Or do I need to like sort of shift my mindset and enjoy what I have? And it feels like you and I have been both like sort of trying to figure that out and like kind of stuck in the middle of those two things of like, well, okay, I'm going to enjoy what I have for now, but I'm also like, you know, maybe trying to stay open to other opportunities or bigger changes or whatever. It's just really hard. I know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. The state of the mental health of the Hello <laughs> Goodbye podcast is not strong. <sighs> um. I mean, I, I think that the worst thing that we could do to you guys is like jump on here and pretend that everything is okay when it's not. Yeah. And right now it's just not okay. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not that it's not okay in that like the ship is sinking. <laughs> yeah. But it's, we definitely have, uh, Life floaties on. What is it called? <laughs> Lifesavers? Life vests? I think. Is that is that what it's called? Life vests. I think so. Yeah. Life Why vests. does that sound so funny? Because life floaties sounds better. It does. 
Um, no, you're right. And it feels weird to even like, because I know like probably this episode is like pretty low energy. And Super. also, and like, we're all, I think you and I are both like in this moment right now, like there's no real like big lesson to like tie this up with to like end the show on, you know? Um, but maybe like that's the, I think that's the point that like sometimes it's just okay to not be okay. Yeah. You know, and feel the feelings that you're feeling. Yeah. And like, I mean, obviously, like, if you're not okay and you're like thinking about hurting yourself or something like that, like, please reach out for help. But like, also, I think our culture, the social media bullshit, all the fucking wellness movement, toxic positivity bullshit, like, teaches people to like numb and push away and run from any negative emotions. And I think that's that's a recipe for not for that's a terrible idea, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, yeah. So I'm just trying to like let myself be in the place that I'm at and take it one day at a time. Yeah. All right. Well. That's what we have for today. <laughs> One day at a time. You are welcome. <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for being a part of this journey. I know it's been a it's been a lot yeah. <laughs> for you as a listener. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that we've dumped on you. Well, yeah, like we try to give people content that's going to be entertaining and informative and make people feel less alone and. Um, yeah, we and hope, also like take care of our men, our own mental health. Yeah, and like we hope at the same time. Yeah, we hope we haven't yeah. disappointed anyone. And may, you know what? Maybe this will encourage you to like, you know, if there's something that you need to do to like, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> it sounded like a really great idea when I was first bringing it out of <laughs> from my brain to my mouth, mm. and then I lost it. That's anyway. Okay. All right, guys, if you want to help us out, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, review. You can follow and subs- or uh, follow and rate on Spotify now. We have our Patreon, patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. We have all of the things on our website, www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com. Um, and we love you. Yeah, thanks, everyone. We will see you soon. Bye. Bye.